want to see Wingman pull some moves. Nice, Bowser. I like it. I'm going to copy Bowser. You know, you got to do the booth moves. We're, we're limited to space in our careers. So we, you know, that's you right. got to play with right. foreground, background. I can't believe your boy wrote this. I remember when you debuted this. Did you, I, on the show. Dope? Yeah. It's amazing. He's so talented. This is incredible. <laughs> it's so Wingman's got the best moves. Do the wingman. This Scandal is the wingman. This is Let's it. go, Mug Mug. How cute is he? He is the OG. Oh, we're doing the little dance moves for him. The, the wingman. Do the wingman. The wingman. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do one ear up, one ear down, though. That's like the wingman. It's so cute. Is the theme song done? Because we could dance all day. No, 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 that's good. That's good. That's good. You know why? Because we are so lucky today. I can't even believe he said yes. Eric Bauza. I wish we had applause noise. We have applause noise. Golf clap, everyone. Golf clap. Are you kidding me? How could I say no? We had a chance to do something for Warner Brothers uh, Media at the upfronts, and that was just the that was a so taste. Fun. That was just the taste so of the Ship It show for me, so I had to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> you've graduated. Um, before we get started, I just want to call something before we get into all this that Eric Balza came in kind of newly off the boat from Toronto, Canada to be on the Fairly Odd Parents as my anti-fairy poof. He was foof. And I very rarely say this, but I said, you're going to be a big star. Did I not? You did say that. And for you yeah. to say something like that, I mean, you don't have to say anything like that to anyone. And the fact that you, both of you, uh, on several uh, separate occasions at the very beginning of my career had always been so nice to me and have always been so receptive to me being in the room. And it's it's such a small room. And to hear something like that from someone of your stature, both of you, it's just, uh, it means a lot. And it's it was fuel for me, you know, because when you're starting, not just in voiceover, and you're both of you guys are certified actor on screen, the real deal actor. Certified, absolutely you know, certified. Yes, and it's like hearing something like that from someone in your in your league and your level is just such a a confidence booster and 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 just reassurance that you're there, and not only are you there, but you belong there, and and again. That just goes not only that you belong way. there, but you're going to kill the game. And I, I very <laughs> rarely say that to people because I know how hard it is to break in. I know how hard it, hard it is to sustain a career. And I knew you were a special, you know, and to maintain longevity, longevity in this business, you have to be a special. And you are, you are, you're insanely talented. Um, so before we get to Space Jam, I'd love for you to tell everybody your origin story. And because um, you, you have a really interesting origin story. Of course, I love that you're a fellow Canuck. Um, but maybe tell the world how you got your start and how you got to today where, holy crap, you just had a huge premiere for Space Jam. So let's go back and, and dig into Baby Bowser for a minute. Uh, well, like Wingman, I come from Planet G. We both arrived here on our mothership. Uh, there he is. Hi, Wingman. And you know what? Every time I see Wingman, hold on. I always have to offer him a glass of water. I'm always making sure that Wingman is fully hydrated. There you go. Don't there you go, Wingman the voice G. <clears throat> Thanks, Uncle Wait, Bowser. There it is. I think you have to do the voice of that. <laughs> Don't you have to do the voice of that while you offer that cup? 
Yeah, I like water. <laughs> We're stealing Scooby. <laughs> I called Sam Register. He's cool of uh, offering the voice of Scooby to Wingman. Or he nice. could be more like a like a Scrappy Doo. Puppy power. Hey there, hey there, Uncle Scoob. I mean, you're you're so brilliant at impressions. Not all of us do impressions. Certainly, Greg can't do any. How many impressions can? How many can you do? By the way, this is this is going to be me holding the two of these squares back. You know, hey guys, you got keep keep the peace. You know, you guys have your. Uh, he knows I love uh, him. He knows look, I love him. Look, look, they call me the master of impressions. Just give me anything. Do you want me to impress something? I'll impress it. Wow, I'm into it. I didn't, we'll, we'll, we'll I mean, do a challenge. We'll do a challenge. Yeah, yeah, let's do um, a challenge. Great idea. An impressionist. Hmm? To go from okay, the well, origin we're, story, we're gonna though, do that again, sure. it's. It's 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 coming from Canada where you're from, Tara. Exactly Toronto, our city. And you know, we're not the only ones to come from there. We got Cree, we got uh Maurice, uh and on the West Coast we have people like David Kay and Trevor Duval. You know, we, we there's there's talent on uh, all sides of Canada, but um I don't know what it was if it were <laughs> If it were like the long winters that keep us humble uh, and bored out of our minds, and that also want to make us come here where it never snows. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those weird things that we could have stayed back home. And obviously now more than ever, there's so much Canadian production going on. But I think what drove me was this dream of, you know, voicing these characters, specifically the Looney Tunes. You know, I would have these shirts even if I weren't voicing the characters, that's how mm. much. Oh yeah, I love, let's, let's share that. You know, do we have that shot on the Instagram of of Bowser as a baby at a theme park with like a a guy and a uh, you know? There you go. Look at that. That's amazing. So there's that. a that, that Sylvester the cat. Yeah, I mean that was in 1992. Uh, I was just here on like one of my very first visits to California, and that is Six Flags. Magic Mountain, and then you know, 2021. That is me at Six Flags Magic Mountain for a very special uh, rap party for Space Jam. LeBron thought, "Hey, let's just uh, rent out a, a giant portion of Six Flags Magic Mountain, Six Flags After Dark," wow. and they just threw a party. And uh, I remembered that no. photo of me with Sylvester. Yeah, and I was laughing so hard. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for thanks for the invite. I'm gonna say cool. I, mean, I, could, I couldn't. They're, 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 I really they're... couldn't make it anyway. I couldn't make it anyway. But thanks yeah. for the invite, <laughs> Greg. I yeah, love now, it. Did you Greg's know so... you always? Did you know that you always wanted to do animation voiceover specifically? You're also a visual artist. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, like it started out with with being you know not behind the microphone but behind a pencil and paper and just you know, doodling and drawing uh, for fun. And it was studying Looney Tunes and Saturday morning cartoons uh, that got me into animation in general. I didn't know, like, being an animator or a character layout artist that they they will pay you to read uh, into a microphone. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go about it the way both of you, I assume, and you both studied theatrical and dramatic arts, stage and screen. Uh, I did not, and and you know that uh, from spending hours in the booth with me, standing backwards in front of a microphone, not knowing how it worked. Uh, yeah, fairly odd parents, and I also met Greg on uh, Ben Ten Omniverse, and I know you were part of that too, Tara. You were a you were a young mm -hmm. uh, Ben on that one, and yeah. and have always been Ben in all of the Ben Ten uh, you know incarnations. 
And yeah, I mean, like that was that was so challenging to be in a room with Tara Strong, Greg Sipes, and then John DiMaggio, who's just mm. like, ah, well, look at this, look at this asshole over here, you know, <laughs> look at this, look at this mm-hmm. jokester, you know. It, it, you're in a room with people like Rob Paulson and Jeff Bennett. Who are just dueling, doing dueling Don Knotts impressions, and you're going, why, why am I here? Uh, and then they ask you to step up to the mic, and you gotta, I gotta credit people like Matt Youngberg and Derek Wyatt, uh, who were really, you know, in so much support of me, and they just trust, they just go here, they throw you into the deep end, and then you have someone like Sue Blue, uh, voice directing you, who is been in it for how many decades you know like 200 years I think. 200 <laughs> mm-hmm. i love i miss her golf stories uh but um i know, you know what a uh, sweetheart. She, she has she has seen it all herself and has directed almost everyone and then a newcomer comes along and it's it really is at that point they don't have time for people to like okay, it's going to take me five sessions to get into it. They expect results, you know, like there's no time. And everyone was so kind and I will never forget that. And, and that's, that'll stay with me forever. You know, in general, the voiceover community is very kind. They're they're like the nicest people in the world and you don't get the same catty stuff you get from on camera because it doesn't matter what you look like although i think we're all kind of cute so let's just put that out there speaking of cute um, speaking of cute mm-hmm. who do you ship in the world bowser i want to know like if, if eric bowser could ship any ship in the whole universe unlimited to any universe any fandom oh who, who would you oh, who would you ship Are you, you should really make him ship mary kill if you're gonna do that okay let's get to it <laughs> ship mary kill let's get right to it ship mary kill well, any, I mean, any, no uh, limits. We could talk about uh, we could talk about the things that we've all been on. So I'm going to say, uh, you know, feel unlimited. Ship, Bowser, truly, it, it, to, to keep it in relation to the three of us. I mean, we've we've been on. Uh, I know Tara and I have been on Unikitty. So uh, you're going to ship two people. It's going to be Brock and Master Frown, and then Mary. Uh, <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. Mm. Uh, Poof and foop, but but kill. We're gonna have to say Tiger Claw and Michelangelo, because I mean, uh, you know, uh, they're rivalry. Are you gonna they, kill? They had you're them. gonna kill Michelangelo? So it's just, I wow. mean, if I'm Tiger Claw, you know, like like oh, man. that is my job uh, as Dude. as Tiger Claw. People came here not to hear me. They came here to hear characters like Tiger Claw. We they, we had a really awesome yeah we had a really awesome improv at Comic Con where it was Michelangelo and Tiger Claw at a Starbucks. <laughs> it wasn't it like that. It was like oh my uh, god. Yeah, Michelangelo was a barista and Tiger Claw was ordering a uh, double chai latte. Uh, you know, one of those, <laughs> please, and a blueberry scone, not warmed, cold. I'll take a uh, yeah, vegan I Spanish mean, latte, please. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, shipping it, man. What What do you guys think? I mean, what What is What is well, your latest well? Well, we also we also want to know like who Eric Bowser as Eric Bowser shipped Mary Kills. Yeah, like, let's go deeper. If you could man. have let's go deeper. relationships with any character in pop culture. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. who any would you character... ship? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? Any character in pop culture, 
ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a big, this is a big ship. This is a big this, love boat right here. It's a big a, one. It's so a, big. This is so a good big. one. Oh man! So uh, yeah, uh, Jessica Rabbit for sure. Uh, I mean, nice. if you're talking nice. about an introduction to animation, uh, you know, uh, I mean, sexuality yeah. personified. She was. Yeah. She would That's love right. you, Eric Baz. I can see Jessica That's Rabbit right. just melting all over you. So that makes a lot of but sense. But that whole thing was like, did she frame her husband, Roger? Like that was the whole thing in that yeah. movie. It was like, you know. Uh, she, she knocked him out with a frying pan in, at one point. So it's like, wow. I can't believe that, it. That, I don't that, believe it. That struck a chord with me. I'm like, ooh, she's she's into the frying pans. I kind of like that. Mary. Yeah, exactly. Mary? Yeah. Uh, and I would marry Miss Potts from Beauty and the Beast because, you know, Angela oh, Lansbury. Uh, she, and it seems like you've thought that one out before, though. No. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Murder, she wrote. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. And then kill, uh, oh man, uh, <laughs> I don't think I could ever, <laughs> I don't think I could ever muster the, the courage or the- Come on, the, the, Bal, don't hold back, dude. I don't this have your the chance. grit. Kill somebody, dude, Who, kill somebody. This, this is the one that will be on Twitter tomorrow and uh, it's over. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bal, wants to kill Tweety Bird or something. Yeah, I'm going to save my career so I could spend more time with my son because, you know, I love my son. Oh. And, uh, the only thing that keeps me from spending time with my son is when I have to clock in and clock out at work. Uh, and I do uh. appreciate the work, but I think about my son and I'm like, you know what? I got to spend more time with the kiddo. I was on another panel with E.G. Daly and she was she said that in her career, she would always bring her kids around to all the sessions because she was like, I don't want to sacrifice time with my, so did my I. kids her and i did yeah, too right we, I, we worked and, up until we delivered that's the beauty of voiceover you know and that's um, like EG went into labor at a rugrats session and yes, then we'd bring them that. and we'd bring a we'd bring a babysitter we'd bring them to studios the kids would run around nickelodeon cartoon network salami wherever we were and then we take breaks we'd go and nurse them there was like one time when eg was like nursing um her baby during a powerpuff girl session and it ruined everyone's lines like you just hear <laughs> Like, you know, the entire time, but it is a wonderful career to still have plenty of time with your kids. And that's beautiful. And my gosh, he's just like a mini, it's like somebody shrunk, shrink grade you. And then you have your son. He's, he's a tiny version of me. And, uh, yeah, he's a tiny I, I, version I, of you. I, that's I why me and wingman are never apart. I know. Like you bring wing, wingman into sessions. I'm trying to find a picture of my boy and, and, and I don't know oh. if I have one, like the current one, but, oh my uh, God. The nectar yeah, of the universe. Wingman, wingman. Children and animals. Ugh. They, they All the are greatest the, qualities uh, in the universe. They they here he is. This is him. This is my this is my little kid. <laughs> he, I mean, oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's like he's a little so wingman. Delicious. He, yeah. And he loves that. You know what he does, okay? And, and this is this is every kid now. They don't just watch TV. They they skip through ads on YouTube. They they like, comment, and subscribe. And I'll tell you, his go-to is watching Teen Titans Go on YouTube. Yeah, he loves waffles, boy. Waffles, waffles, All waffles. day, it's waffles, waffles, waffles. And he loves Aww. Raven, and he loves Cyborg, but he loves waffles, waffles, waffles. waffles I swear to God. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Hey, speaking and, of uh, waffles... Yes. Have you ever cosplayed? What, what have you cosplayed as? I think over the years at Comic Cons, I, I, you've cosplayed. I, I can remember. I just can't remember which what you cosplayed as. 
Me, me not at Comic-Con, but definitely during Halloween. Uh, if it's any one of my characters, I've done uh, Rise of the TMNT's Master Splinter, probably the, cool. the, <laughs> the, the least popular Splinter, because he went against the grain. You know, he, he was like out of shape, a couch potato, didn't care about his kids. But that's how, you know, people forget Rise of the TMNT, uh, you know. It's good uh, to shake the tree, Bowser. It's good to shake yeah. the tree, man. I think you your know, your your, it, uh, your version of Splinter is going to always stand out, and that's a blessing. That's true, and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, this coming off of like one of the most successful runs of TMNT, the 2012 Ciro Neely uh, TMNT. I know. But yeah, the Andy Siriano TMNT was like they reset every character, and and I think why I think that one stood out was uh, is because at the end of the series he redeemed himself as being a good dad. Uh, but yeah. I've I've cosplayed as him. I've cosplayed as Tiger Claw. But always during Halloween, you both have done cosplays at Comic Con as your characters. What would you say is the mm -hmm. most super successful? fun? I mean, for me, I've Harley seen, for sure. Yeah, that outfit was insane. Yeah. That was a custom made outfit. Yeah, uh huh. I order all my stuff custom made, and you know we've had so much fun interviewing cosplayers on the show, and it's extraordinary when people make their own stuff and like have three D printers and make light up weapons. I mean, it's such an amazing world to celebrate and explore. I'm really grateful that we've been doing this show, especially during COVID, to connect with fans when you normally are going to cons. But it was really fun cosplaying as as myself and seeing fan reactions. A lot of time, people not knowing it's me as opposed to if I was just in my regular clothes, they would. Really, really fun. Um, you know, Bowsy, I, I wanna know about your impressions because that does set you apart from other voice actors. And like, how um, long have you been you working on Bugs? And I, I know, we'll give you a chance to ruin your life in a minute. But I wanna hear like how much time, I, I mean, you, you knew that you could do this and what an amazing like, you're an amazing manifester. Look what you made happen. You're everybody. How, okay, tell everybody who you are on Space Jam in this movie right now. Uh, well, first of all, Mama, you know, like when I talk to the ladies, you know, I got to study the great Greg Sipes, Mama. Like, what's, what's going on? I mean, like, there's, like, look, here's the thing, okay? There's, there's like Beast Boy. He's like right up here. But like, if you want to talk to like, you know, the ladies, you got to dim it down a bit. And, you know, that's my, my Greg Sipes, you know. That's but really good. Uh, the first time I, I got met those Greg, two down. Here's the thing. I know. Uh, and then the seagull. I won. Does it join? I won the impression. <laughs> I won the impression contest. The first time I, I met Greg, Greg was, mm -hmm. was was at a callback at Nickelodeon, and the, the first thing he says to me is like, hey, bro, I'm going in next. Watch my holsters for me. And then he took off his holsters. The, 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 uh, was it the cell phone caddy? What, what was yeah. the, the real name for that invention? Because that was your thing, Holsters. Right? Yeah, yeah, I still just, make but, them. They're really you cool. you invented that. Hold your cell phone in your wallet. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was oh, like, my God, I remember that. What? But what I don't remember me saying, guy? dude, uh, hold my whole back. <laughs> it was like, watch my host. The, the first time we met, that's not what. That's not what happened. Maybe I was it like, did. This but... guy's like, I was like, he's like Han Solo. Who is this guy? <laughs> he was the coolest guy. I wish I could say that. I doesn't. It doesn't come across. But uh, impressions again. It was every uh, every Filipino household comes equipped with a karaoke machine. Uh, so I was already <laughs> at a young age with a microphone and. You know, like just not mesmerized by my own voice, but kind of like curious. And I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like. This is 
this is my voice in a microphone and on a speaker. And every kid loves that. Every kid likes listening to that. But you never think mm -hmm. as a kid that this is even a possibility. You never think as a kid, like yesterday, I met one of the writers, uh, Terrence Nance, his niece. She was uh, 12 years old. This, this, uh, you know, very talented and very emotional, this, this, this young uh, black girl. And she got her glasses on and she was just myself, Candy Milo. We started talking to her in the character voices and she started crying. She started crying in the lobby of this, the premiere of Space Jam. And she was, we were told she was an aspiring voice actress and just listening to Candy give her these, these world words of wisdom and inspiration. And, and I did the same. And I was like, oh man, like I remember I was the, like at that age, you know, like that's the most impressionable and, and malleable you are. Like you, you are still, you know, you're maturing, but you're like, you have these dreams, you know, like you have these, these visions or like these aspirations. And, you know, I, I, I'm so glad that that happened yesterday. And it was just so uh, very emotional coming off of this movie of like being yourself and not, you know, listening to anyone, but, but your, yourself. And, and I feel like it just, it's, it's at that age for me at that, that, you know, 12 years old, I was like, I really like animation and I really want to do something with it. And I collected all the books and every, every like how to draw, you know, every, everything that I loved. And that was like Looney Tunes, mainly Hanna-Barbera. And then of course, Disney, but uh, you know, that was it. Like it's just a passion for it. I think it's a passion of making people laugh though. You know, I think we all have that funny bone. And when we hold court, and especially in, in our sessions, you know, like a fair, fairly odd parent session where, I mean, oh my God, those sessions were like lightning. And then you have Tara Strong in the Hannibal Lecter booth, you know, the star of the show. Mm. <laughs> and, and again, it's like, you know, everything was going at lightning speed and you're just like, oh my God, I hope I can keep up. But, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, those were fun. Started as All right. This is, this is, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no. It just, you know, it starts at, at when you're a kid and then you think you can do voices and impressions, but they don't really sound like who they are because you're just a kid. But you must have and, because you've been working on it a long time, right? You must have known yeah. you had it. Yeah. Let's call out some impressions um, and see who does the best impression between no, no, you and no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Wait, but first, <laughs> here's what he's going to do. He's going to say who he is in Space Jam. And then he's okay. going to do that yeah. impression. And then you're going to do that impression because we want to honor the release of this film. It's so exciting. We're so happy for you, Bowser. You deserve all the success yeah. in the world. You're just such a high quality human. I just you adore you. So let's embarrass Greg Sipes. Tell us who you are and then do your voice. And then Greg will try to do it. But just side note, side note, Teen Titans, Teen Titans does make a guest appearance in the new movie that you have to go watch. To see they certainly do. They, they are a, an amazing Easter egg. And the amount of fun and time that I've had with you guys, uh, just even being spliced in. And I have to thank <laughs> Lisa Schaefer and everyone at uh, Teen Titans Go. Every time I get to do something on that show, I feel like a rock star because that whole cast. Uh, and, I, you know, and I tell Sam Register, I'm like, that's that's like your baby. That's like that's your show, man. 
and and everyone mm. loves that show. That's that's like South Park for kids. You know, South Park I would never let my son watch until he's 18, but you watch Teen Titans Go and it is such a it, it, it hits so much pop culture stuff like yeah uh, I, you know especially lately i don't know what it is but like there's been so much stuff that you see it online and it's like this is amazing i can't believe they're doing it. anyways yeah we're, we uh, go there my, that's for sure i love that oh, analogy yeah. though we're, we're south park for kids it's the truth it's it's south park we just but but still edgy enough for adults to enjoy uh it's for my name is eric bowser my name is Eric Bowser. I'm on the Ship It Show with Tara Strong and Greg Sipes. And right. I am the voice behind all of your favorite Looney Tunes characters in the movie Space Jam A New Legacy, starring LeBron James, July 16th, and also streaming on HBO Max. Woohoo! So there's Daffy Duck. I also do Marvin the Martian Earth Creature. Isn't that lovely? I love the Ship It Show, but it blocks my view of Venus. Therefore, I shall have to blow it up. Ooh, uh, and there's Elmer Fudd. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting a wingman G. <laughs> hey. Uh, and there's fo a foghorn. I say foghorn leghorn. Pay attention, son. Greg Sipes. Like a dirt field between two cornfields. Nothing between the ears. That's a joke, son. You're supposed to laugh. And uh, <laughs> I have the uh, honor uh, of voicing a porky pig. <laughs> Yeah, that's not all, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been... Wow. Did I get them all? Five, five characters? Yeah, that's five. Oh, um, my God. You're ridiculous. You're just ridiculous. Uh, no, okay, Greg, you wanted, you wanted to try, so go ahead. Now, granted, I just had a big uh, Sipe superfood salad, so there's there's salad kale in my tea, so I'm going to throw off my vocal inflections a bit. Okay. okay. Um, mm -hmm. The first one, who is that? What character is that? I don't even know the name of the character. Off to a good start. <laughs> By the way, I've, I'm not going to lie. No. I, I've been to Greg's house. I've had a superfood salad, and it does gum up the works. Uh, he's made a no, salad so, for me before. It's delicious. So you can Those imagine amino, those amino acids. Okay, Daffy that's all Duck. I got. Here's the thing. No, no, Daffy Duck. Right Here's here the thing. Let, let's, let's go through it. Daffy Duck, he has a lift, not a... Uh, a uh, a lisp back here, like Plucky did on Tiny Tunes. He has the frontal lisp, not a lateral lisp. Like I love out Eric Balza. Super. Oh, super. This I'm just gonna stick with super. There we go. Yeah. That's perfect. Super. Next character. Super. I'll tell you, uh, perfecting the Daffy Duck voice will improve your dating life Daffy. for sure. Yes. I gotta uh, work okay. on that one. Here, it's almost like every Looney Tunes character has a speech impediment. So let's do uh, 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 Elmer Fudd. We did Elmer Fudd next. So yeah. Elmer Fudd has a very Elmer Fudd. gwabbly. Yes. Well, yes. gwabbly. A woe gwabbly voice. And well, all of his R's are, are W's. Yeah. <laughs> so I nailed Gleg, that one. Next Gleg one. Perfect. Types. Okay. Gleg uh, Types. Okay. Perfect. I got that one. That was pretty good. Not bad. For two. I gotta say, For we'll uh, give him. That. Okay. We'll give him that one. We'll give him that one. Not the first one, but we'll give him that one. Okay, Foghorn Leghorn. He's the How's the big sound? chicken or rooster. He's down south, and he I say he kind of sounds like this, Greg. A down south, and he kind of sounds like this, Greg. Down south. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Three for three. <laughs> Boom. Keep going. I love it. Sounds like Kentucky Fried Chicken to me. Okay, Marvin the Martian. He, uh, he Mar has a yeah. Okay. 
He has a, a I'm, Mar- I'm Marvin, I'm Marvin the Martian, and I'm on Space Jam. Uh, yes. uh, Eric Bowser really does my voice, but Greg Sipes is uh, doing my voice right now, and it's really cool to be here with you all. I am Marvin the Martian. I love it. It's like I cannot. I cannot. And like, if you have these, you know, it's like if you love these really characters, these really iconic characters, and you love them so much, but you you can't afford to buy the toy with the actual voice in it, so you go buy like some crappy one, you know, in some some other crappy place. Don't you hate it when they do that with their characters? There's one more I gotta nail. There's one more I gotta nail. Go ahead. What's Porky, Porky Pig. He's he's like definitely one of the most iconic. He's a stuttering you don't got a pig. Shot. He's very shy. You don't got a shot with this one. Give it to me. What does he sound like? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the, uh, the, he, that's he, all, folks. The, 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 that's all, folks. I'm Porky the Pig. That's all, folks. That's pretty good. Five no. for five. Watch out, Bowser. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> it's really so great that Bowser exists. Um, you're, but you also do bugs a lot, right? Uh, that's right, Doc. Ain't I a stinker? Yeah, and so uh, the, the thing about bugs is that nasally high-pitched. So Mel Blanc, uh, if we're gonna talk that's about right, Mel Doc. Blanc, yeah, we have to talk. We have to do Mel Blanc's uh, natural speaking Mel voice. Blank. You know, when yes, I came up with the voice yes. of Porky Pig, uh, mm-hmm. I went out into uh, the the farm and I wallowed around in the mud with these pigs. And uh, they, and they uh, pigs, if pigs could talk, they'd talk with a grunt. Uh, and they'd be, uh, that's all, folks. And that's how I came up with the voice of Porky Pig. So he has a very, he, a, he I think he used to smoke cigarettes. He may have dr- drank uh, a, a, a few back in the day during the day. Uh, so that kind of gives him that low pitch voice. And even when he did high pitch voices, like Bugs Bunny, uh, they still had that grit, that grit in the bottom, but that high pitch nasally quality as well. And then you throw in that Brooklyn and Bronx, and it becomes Bugs Bunny. Here's wow. the funny thing, though: lose You're the ridiculous. Brooklyn and Bronx, l- lose Brooklyn and Bronx, and then you have this voice, and then you start talking like a baby, and all of a sudden it's Tweety Bird. Ooh, I taught I taught Pony Tad. So it's like you know you can kind of share voices just by those simple tweaks. I'm going to work on you're, it. Thank you for the vocal ridiculous, lessons. Ridiculous person. Yeah, mm-hmm, you keep working. It, 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 you are really so ridiculously talented. I mean, I, Thank I've you, been Thank in you. L.A. since 94. Yeah. Um, and I remember working on other versions with other actors, and no one can do as many of them as you can. It is like Mel Blanc reincarnated. In, oh, yeah, you're a well, you legend. Uh, really amazing. I, I think that's such a sweet thing to say. And again, I always have to go back to the the blueprint, you know, and especially if you've done iconic characters, you have to go back to the original DNA and you have to honor and pay respect. The Looney Tunes have been brought back into so many different versions and forms, whether they be a, a, a complete shout out to the 1940s or if they're playing basketball with LeBron James in 2021 what remains the same about the classic characters is the is who they are the integrity they never change and that's why they're so inviting it's like it's like talking to a friend that you haven't seen or heard from in like three years and you pick up the phone and you guys pick up where you left off that's what it is like to perform Mm -hmm. with these characters and it's like that's the tight wire rope that you walk with these characters 
because everyone knows that Bugs Bunny is 81 years old. You know these characters like you know an old relative. So, yeah. you know, and again, you know what? That's from, true. And uh, it's not just that. I mean, can I just say that, like, there are many people that do impressions, and I've witnessed this in the studio where they sound yeah. enough like an iconic character, but they do not embody their essence, their soul. Um, right. They have to specifically decide how this character would say this, as opposed to someone like you who can embody that character completely, not just vocally sound like. You become these characters because of your acting ability and your ability to tap, like you say, into their DNA. I mean, I've heard people go, oh, I do an impression of so-and-so, but they, they can't act. And that might sustain for like a Kellogg's commercial, but a career sure. like yours, um, you really are extraordinary because you can become these characters. It's really, you're really like super amazing guy, Bowser. Oh man! Well, this I, is again, my favorite. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite Shippet show yet, by the way. Oh no! He way. says that every no show. Way. He says that every show. Oh good! Show. Don't let it in. He says it every show. <laughs> no, but every um, show is my favorite Shippet show. The halfway mark of the of the show is when he says that. It's like oh, we only every show. <laughs> we have but we have masters are... come on every 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 show that we have every Shippet show we have different masters come on master cosplayers master actors so again it's like it's it's hard to to like be like this is my favorite that's my favorite they're all my favorite and it's, it's obviously not hard because you say it every episode so it must be it's not the truth here's the thing that. greg and i are actually in the, booth, the same booth right now episodes? i don't know if you know this but i want to hear now Tara, i want to hear some Tara, favorite Tara, what what oh. You asked me, do I remember any of the other Shippet shows? And of course I do, but I, I, have, I immediately forget them after because I'm a Nowist. I don't bog down my brain with, <laughs> with information. I let it go. He has so, I can be he has so much present. free hard drive space. He deletes yes. everything. It's... I delete it all. Amazing. What a lucky, what a lucky guy. Um, Thank you. Okay. So um, because we're at the Shippet show and we love like highlighting con life and cosplayers and everything that goes into these cons um we'd love to hear a few of your favorite comic-con stories if you have some oh my lord anytime i walk into a green room and see your faces like if we're oh, not on the same panel so cool. and then we're like the, the the classic ships in the night you know walking in the underground of san diego like not in the the glorious outside but like through the kitchen uh i mean seeing stan lee you know like five feet away from you um just being there just being there and you know it's i call comic-con i call it the the company holiday party uh because that's where we all go in in the middle of summer just to just hang loose uh we 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 get to eat on the company dime we get to sneak our friends in we try to get as many passes for our friends and uh it's a great way to say thanks to the fans so if there's lots of fans out there watching anything that i've you know any anything that all three of us have been in in the last two years that we haven't had a chance to have that connection thank you for watching and thank you for for always supporting us and we do this for you guys you know we we make things of course to you know put our kids through college, uh, give wingman G like a, 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 a nice new collar or uh, something right. nice to eat. But, uh, you know, we do it for the kids and the fans because, you know, we were, we grew up watching this stuff and, and, and there's a reason why we are 
still doing what we do. And it's because we love, you know, touching people's lives in ways that, uh, you know, we couldn't otherwise do. Like, we couldn't do this, like, in a live action arena. We couldn't do this any other way. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite fan story at a con? I mean, just, I mean, there there was that one where we're in Toronto, like, uh, getting to go back home to Toronto and just these fans that like i i think i'm like an obsessed collector i like to collect old vintage toys and stuff you know tara strong was so kind enough to gift me a very precious gift uh, a a woody woodpecker clock from her father's collection your father was a collector too and uh, he had so much amazing memorabilia and uh, i remember being at at the fan expo in toronto and just some guy came up with this book of stamps that I'd never seen. And it was one of those things where he wanted me to sign something for him. And I'm like, well, I didn't, this wasn't specifically the, the version of bugs that I did, but he was like, yeah, but you're bugs now, you know, like, and he's like, I want, please like sign this for me. And I was like, okay, you know, like you're, you're here, you saved your Comic-Con dollars to be here. And I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you because this is what you want. And it was just very surreal for me. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it will always be like Christmas for me every, every morning, you know, just it's, it's always going to feel new. And again, I don't know if you both have been back at cons in person yet, but uh, you know, I don't know if you're, you're, you're anxiously awaiting to do that or if you are, uh, you know, still doing them all virtually, but are you guys missing convention life? Of course, it's so fun, and we're looking forward to doing the Shippet Show live at conventions all across the the planet too. That's going to be cool. Planet, yeah. If you guys need me to dress up as anything, I will be there uh, (laughs) for the Shippet Show live. I love that. I love that. That would be so cool. Um, So, tell us about the premiere, and let's put up some pictures of Vows at the premiere, and just for the fans to understand what it's like to be on the inside, to be the star of this kind of film, and take over city streets and walk the carpet. Tell everyone about, I mean, it, you really are such an awesome story of dreams come true. I think if you look on his latest Instagram post, you'll you'll see him at, at the premiere. Um, so, so once again, you know, even in a big movie like this, we're still the, the voiceover guys. And uh, when you walk up, unless you are LeBron James or uh, the height of a basketball player uh, at these events, they kind of just treat you like, oh yeah, sure you are, buddy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then, then you call up Warner Brothers uh, PR and then they come to your rescue. But, uh, you know, you, you uh, I, I, I watched the film. This is now the second time I've seen it. I watched it at a screening and I, uh, I, they're there and it's very rare, um, at least in an arena like this, where, again, it's like a live action mix with animation where you do have LeBron James and you do have uh you know don cheadle and you have zendaya as another voiceover actress uh but myself and jeff bergman got a single title on screen credit in the opening credits of the movie uh and i missed it the first time i must have blinked because i missed it the first time but Mm. this time around i was like okay where is it is it true is it a myth and then there's your name in in these big bold wow. letters. And I know you guys you guys had really good ones on the Teen Titans Go movie with your characters dancing mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I got to give a shout out to to Hike 
the uh, Armenian animator that worked hard on those scenes. He's one of my like. good buddies, and he he works on Teen Titans, uh, you know, the TV show and the movie. But uh, yeah, again, you know, guys, it's it's as as voiceover artists, it's like, oh, you know, it's always nice when they they shine a light on you. Um, because yeah, I mean, you're not in the in the movie as yourself, but you embody these characters that, again, affect so many people's lives. And if it's something like Looney Tunes, you know, there are people that were like, I was watching, I was listening, because they're like the fans, you know, they're so hard to please, and uh, they know more oh, yeah. about these characters than we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, the red carpet premiere was great. You know, we got to walk the the purple carpet. And uh, there, there was a section of people, of course, across the street that are yelling your name and they're holding all this memorabilia out. And of course, I'm like, this will never happen to me again. So I ran out there and I signed as many <laughs> things as I could without catching, uh, you know, as Jess Harnell likes to call it, conneria. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, got to get that hand sanitizer. Uh, but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. Again, it was a, a nice opportunity to say thanks to the people that are out there waiting. Uh, and that was mm -hmm. it. You know, we got to watch the movie and um, take some really nice pictures and get to catch up with people that uh, it really, That's again, fun. was an experience. Uh, when's the last time you guys sat in a movie theater with people? I mean, uh, like, too long. this, this way was before it. COVID. Yeah. Maybe even way, even way before COVID. So, I feel yeah. like mm -hmm. Space Jam is, you know, a Space Jam: A New Legacy is going to be, you know, it it if they had rushed it and it, you know had timed it with the Lakers winning the championship last year, it would have been out. But I feel like this is going to be like the motion picture event, definitely at least of the summer, if not the year of 2021, where it kind of revives and brings life back into the box office. Because, you know, and, and where can people see it in? Is it only in theaters or can people see it online, too? Um, right now, it's, uh, you know, it's going to premiere July 16th on Friday in theaters. And if you are a subscriber to HBO Max, it'll be there as well. So for 31 days uh, after the release in theaters. But uh, I just it put is it a, such I, a, so cool. Oh, no, it's, no, it's such a what? Oh, uh, it, it is such a, an epic film to see that I think you need to see it at least once on the big screen. Uh, the company ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, who, of course, uh, you know, is behind all the Star Wars movies and, you know, uh, a, a lot of the J.J. Abrams modern modern classics, I like to call them. Uh, they did the special effects for this movie, and it is so mm. wild. It is so crazy to see uh, these Classic Looney Tunes characters live and breathe in such a different way. That's so fun. You I and I are a, both I playing animated characters on an on-camera thing right now. Oh, you and you and Greg, or you and no, you, no, me. you and me. You, yeah, we me are. And you. Is, is yes, that? yes, this minutes is animated on Loki. Oh my it's god! So Let's talk about. Can we talk about that? We talked about it for thirty seconds before this. Again, mm -hmm. how long were you in the dark on NDAs on that? <laughs> oh, no, like, I had no idea what I was auditioning for um, when I read so the you, copy. You, didn't and, even, you, know, you didn't even know. No, and you know how it is. Well, normally as the voice actor, we'll get uh, drawings, we'll get a character description, maybe a show Bible, maybe a script, or at least a portion of the script. 
And the information was so vague. I called my agent. I'm like, is she AI? Is she sentient? She's like, I don't know. Can you find out? And I didn't know what it was for. It had a code name. It wasn't until I booked it that I knew it was Loki. And it wasn't until I was on the Zoom with Kate Heron, which I, when I really understood who this character was. And to be honest with you, it, it, I had no idea it was going to be this huge of a phenomenon, but the fans were in love with the show before it even aired and seemed to love Miss Minutes just from the trailer with her. And thank God, because you never know when there's a new character. You know, she's not part of any comic book series. And so to bring in an animated character onto a very big, successful on-camera franchise is a huge risk. And thankfully, mm. like everybody loves her so much. It's been like this, I keep saying, it's like this present I get to keep opening that I never knew I ordered. It's like so fantastic. <laughs> it's so fun. When they, when they do it well, when they do it well, you know, it's really cool yeah. when they mix multimedia like that. I just asked on Twitter to the fans if they have any questions for you all. And there's a few of you all feel like answering them. Saki the Sock Puppet says, what makes Space Jam a new legacy, a very special sequel to the original movie? Oh, okay. The number one answer is that it is such a family movie. It is so full of heart. Uh, not, not to say the first one wasn't, but it was very, you know, centralized just around Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. And of course, there were events in his life that were happening, him retiring, you know, the passing of his father. That was mentioned in the film, and it was very deep. Uh, but this is such a delightful family movie about your, you know, you as a parent trying to enforce, you know, a life onto your kid that he or she may not want. So it is very much of an encouraging movie and a message to kids out there to do you, be who you are. And, and you know, for you, for the parents out there to support that uh, with the kids. It is, it is such a big surprise and such a great takeaway that you're just not expecting. And like I said, be sure to bring some Kleenex with you because you may or may not shed a tear in the theater. Uh, going back quickly to, to Miss Minutes on Loki, uh, like Tara Strong to me is like the Michael Jordan of voiceover because she has elevated being in voiceover to a level uh, that is like it, it, like how Mel Blanc like was the first on-screen credited voiceover voice characterizations by Mel Blanc. He fought really hard for voiceover artists and elevated the game for us all. But you look at something like Miss Minutes. If anyone else were to voice that character, no one would really care. But the fact that Tara is such an icon in voiceover and has worked so hard to elevate the game, like making it like it's true. doing voices is like being a celebrity. Like there were articles <laughs> yeah. about you being this character. You know what I mean? And and that goes a lot. Yep. That's saying something. So uh, thanks for that. Uh, you are the That's Michael so cool. Jordan of, uh, of voiceover. Tara is. Uh, and this actually leads into our next uh, fan question from Michael McCulloch. If Tara would yes? be a, a Looney Tune, who would she play and why? Hmm. Well, I certainly cannot do any of those impressions. Um, who would I be? I, hmm, who would I be? Um, I haven't even seen, I haven't even seen Space Jam. It would be fun to be Lola Bunny sometime. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, you know, it'd be fun to be, um, maybe Petunia. I could do some scenes with you. I don't know. Yes. Me and you could be like it, little piggy lovers. 
have our own little ship at show in the in the mud. Um, you you know awesome. how we are. We we we. I was talking about this yesterday. I did a press junket for Loki. We get excited every time we book something. We are constantly auditioning. We're constantly auditioning for parts we already had. And like you said, Bowza, often Hollywood does not appreciate the voiceover actors as much as fans. And I am pretty sure that Mel Blanc and our predecessors did not know how beloved they were like we do because of the internet, because people can Google their favorite stars. And the fans are really what elevate us. So like huge thanks to the fans who, you know, say yeah. we love this actor playing this voice. And you're right. Um, they could have picked someone from the office or whatever, thinking that's a bigger celebrity. And then when you watch it blow up, like it has, it does tell Hollywood, Hey, pay attention to these people. They're, they're different. They're talented. And I always say like, not every voiceover person can do on camera. Not every on camera person can do voiceover the same as not everyone can sing. I always say it's like asking a tap dancer if they do ballet and it's a very specific art form. And to be where any of us are today, you have to be really, really great. There's, there's just... Yeah not a lot of room for new people. Everybody wants to do it and you got to be top of your game. So that makes sense. Uh, Saif, did you want to well, get one more question in? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. yeah, one more question since the Ship It Show is all about our fans. We love you so much. It's nice to honor you and let you chime in here with some questions for the, the team here. Uh, Eric Bowser, uh Lola Bunny or Jessica Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we answered that question earlier, but uh, I got to say... You know, I I have worked in the booth with Cassusi, and she is definitely the OG Lola, uh, and and we worked together on new Looney Tunes. But uh, you know, Zendaya really did uh, bring a, a a a her own thing to the character uh, of Lola. Uh, but if I could choose between Jessica and and you know even like the new version of Lola. I mean, I'm going to go with Lola, you know, because in this film, you know, we see her on the Amazon island where Wonder Woman comes from. And she is proving herself as a strong female warrior, you know, like they really uh, they really gave Lola a, a strong platform and and a backbone to be on her own and to be such a strong female inspirational character for all the young ladies out there and and i, I you know i love that as much as i Plus it's as much as i like a, how do you not have a crush yeah. on that <laughs> as much as we like to uh, have a character that's easy on the eyes it's also to have uh, a good to have a lady by your side that you know can stand on her own two feet and have your back but still be on her own and there's nothing sexier than uh, a lady with uh, confidence and power and that leads me to a thing that i want to talk about this this will definitely uh, you know get me uh, out of the emmy race oh. but you know my votes for tress uh, i'm in i'm nominated for an emmy this weekend uh, with tress mcneil and you know she's a living legend in her own right i love her she's so sweet and she's so kind to me um and to be nominated for a character i think she should have won an emmy for 25 years ago dot warner in the in the new uh animaniacs but furthermore i'm just tired of seeing one lady being represented in our voiceover field every year it's usually about like four or five dudes and then one one lady and I would love. Well, I don't know to why see... they don't have a separate category. There should be best well, female and best male. It makes no yeah. sense. I would, I would love to see a category for the ladies to of animation and voiceover to honor them equally as they do us uh, males. But uh, that's just my humble opinion. Congratulations! And I, you know, congratulations, by the way, Bowser. That's very exciting. 
Um, uh, we have to you. wrap up soon and I want to make sure you have time to promote anything that you're working on or selling. You're quite the entrepreneur. If you want to tell anyone about any websites you have and where they can find you on all social media platforms, any charities you like, now's your time to just promote and, and have the space. Uh, well, uh, if you saw me on the red carpet, I was sporting a, a shirt that I had designed, uh, by uh, my company in Toronto called RetroKid. You can find us at retrokid.ca uh, or on Instagram, it's retrokid underscore TO. Uh, Warner Brothers gave us the blessing to uh, create some of our own uh, sp uh, Space Jam, a new legacy apparel. And it doesn't stop there. There's going to be more coming out this year. So stay tuned. You can currently find me on an episode of The Ship It Show right now. We're filming it right now. Uh, but yeah. if you want to find me on social media, it's at Bowzilla, B-A-U-Z-I-L-L-A. -L -L uh, and of course, Space Jam comes out this week. Uh, you know, uh, again, just so lucky to be lucky to be alive and healthy and talking with my my good friends Tara and Greg, and I hope. Uh, Where did Bowzilla guys... come from? Uh, I think I'm just He's a monster. It from, He's a monster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are. I'm stealing You're a monster, it from Godzilla and the Gorillas, uh, my favorite cartoon band. But uh, but yeah, Bowzilla. I I was like, what's my email gonna be? It should be something fun. And every time I say, you just told the whole like, world your email address. Yeah. <laughs> hey, email me. I'm I'm not shy. Give it to me. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Is it at Yahoo or AOL? Who knows? It could be hot you mail know what? or hot. It could be hot mail. <laughs> H-O-T-M-A-L-E dot com. Uh, who knows? Well, I'm pretty and sure they, you're going to have to change it from. now because people will guess. <laughs> and you're going to have Here's the thing. an influx of email. I, I already have. Okay. You, you, you want to see a, a, a real turnoff? Uh, I know we're shipping here. Here, here's the amount of e emails I have yet to answer on my phone. It's 54,372. Wow. wow. So, so people can just be added to that pile. Bring it on, yeah, internet. Bring it on. 26,000. All right. 26,000? We have to be done. We want to thank Rooster Teeth for hosting us at RTX. I want to thank... Bowza, you're just so damn brilliant. Thank you for giving us this time and sharing your gifts. You are definitely put on this world to share your gifts, and you do. You bring a lot of joy to people. I'm, I'm enchanted. You're just wonderful. And of course, thanks to Greg Sipes, my incredibly handsome but kind of dumb co-host. I love you, Greg. You guys are just awesome. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> let me leave. Let me leave everybody with this: adopt, don't shop. Straight up, go get a dog. Go get a cat. The greatest and gift maybe you could ever stop give eating our furry friends. Yeah, yeah. well, we're, we're just the uh, innocent animals. I, I know we uh, taste good, but we're so uh, cute. And the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Thank you, Bowser.